You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Uh, that was a great time taking communion together and sharing that uh, that time. Uh, again, if, if you'd rather not hear about Metro stuff, you're welcome to, to head on out. But but you're welcome to stick around and hear just what God is doing and plans that we're making. All of us who are in the metro region, the metro family, a wonderful family, a fantastic family. Uh, we encourage you to, you know, focus in now on on uh, what we're doing. You know, and basically what this is 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 uh, you know we we talked with the we had a meeting with the shepherds, we had a meeting with staff. We talked about what what are the needs, how do we kick off the year, how do we get going again? And one of the things that was brought up was we need another we need an update on our plan. You know, when Michelle and I got here uh now going on two and a half years ago or you know, two and a half and a few months uh we we laid out a plan actually exactly 2 years ago in January, December we we had we just kind of we're getting our feet settled and unpacked and plugged in. And then January, we started uh, unraveling the plans and the vision for Metro. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, you know. So we've been here a, a grand total of 26 months. Um, and uh, I want to share a little bit about, you know, how are things going, you know. And, and obviously, uh, we've had our share of challenges in the last 26 months. Chief among them is the last 24 months, we've been in a pandemic. We've been in a global pandemic, and um, and I would have to say, and I and I say this because it's important to keep in mind in how we evaluate how we're doing, you know. And and I think, you know, you can't just look at how's how's the church doing without looking at what's going on around us. And I have to keep that in mind because, truthfully, I had hoped we'd be farther along by now, but everything has gotten slowed down, and I have to accept with faith that it's just going to take a little bit longer, our recovery, our strengthening, our health. But yet, at the same time, in those 24 months, a lot of great things have happened. So some of these things I'm going to share just as a reminder where we're coming from. And of course, this is all since we've been here. I'm not, I don't know what happened before. I know you went through a lot. I know there were a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulties. So my report is really what, what has happened since Michelle and I have been here. One of the first things we did was to try to, try to get assess where do our members, where is our membership? Where do our people live? Where's, what is our region? I was told it was the South Central region. That's what the metro region was. We, if you remember, we settled on the name metro, you know, because we had all kinds of different names. Um, and we were formerly the South Central and, and probably the most common name people knew was Metro. And we ended up just sticking with that Metro region. But if you look at the map, you can see that we're not just in Metro LA. We're all across LA County from way up North to way down South and from, you know, pretty far West to very far East. So we're, we're really in reality, we're kind of a, a, uh, LA church, you know, that's just, that's who we are. We're scattered all across the basin. And in fact, one of the challenges we have before us is to get back to South Central because I don't have a close up of it. But if you look at the middle, there's there are no circles of people living in the middle. And that is South Central LA, which is ironic um, since that's our background. We took a long, hard look at where have we been? Where have we come from? And I looked at the previous, basically the previous 20 years from 2001 to 2000 at that point 2019 
and I'd seen that we had we had gone from twelve hundred members, thirty seven thousand weekly budget down to three hundred about, and we really didn't know. We were still trying to figure out exactly how many people do we have, and to roughly around three hundred and eighty members, somewhere around there. We went we were trying to establish exactly what our membership was with a contribution of about fifteen thousand. Um, that was at the beginning of two thousand and twenty. Um, we, we, we grabbed a hold of faith, you know, just like Paul said to the church in Roman when, in Rome, when he was talking about Abraham, he said, Abraham faced the facts, right? But he did not waver in faith. So facing the facts of where we'd come from, how many people we'd lost, how much we'd fallen, how much our contribution had gone down, and then looking with eyes of faith, you know, I read Isaiah one twenty six, I will restore your leaders as in the days of old, your rulers as it, as at the beginning, afterwards you will be called the city of righteous, the faithful city. And God is, God loves restoring things. God loves rebuilding. God loves renewal. And we've talked a lot about renewal over the last month. And, and, you know, and every year is a time of renewal. And even a change in leaders is a time of renewal, a time to focus on new things again. And, and we talked a lot about growing in love and faith and holiness and service which would in turn cause us to grow in membership, finances, leadership, and baptisms, you know. And, and But we know that leadership is key, so we talked about focusing on that. But we also know we're all responsible, right? Uh, in Isaiah 58, 12, it says, Your people re- will, will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. You know, this is something that in a sense, requires all hands on deck, right? And everybody's got to roll up their sleeves. I love the story of Nehemiah. He put everybody in charge of families to buy families in charge of rebuilding the wall and did it in a miraculous time period and incredible things happened. I believe it was because they all rolled up their sleeves together and helped. And Michelle and I have been very blessed to to see this in multiple places. We, for whatever reason, you know, God has called Michelle and I to different places to just help places get strong and healthy. Places that were struggling or hurting or going through difficult times. We were sent to Puerto Rico to turn that church around. That was a blast. We got to spend three years there with the church. We, we were sent to Northeast Jersey to do the same, to build up a group that had been, you know, that had gone through many difficulties. It was just really just going through a lot of challenges of life. And then we were, and we were able to do that for four years. And then we got to go to central Jersey and do the same thing again for, for another five years. Uh, and, and that was an incredible time. And then we got, you know, God sent us to San Diego and we did the same thing. And wow, that was challenging. That was over a thousand members and being able to help that church took about five years for San Diego to get back on its feet and healthy again. And then of course, hope worldwide taking that on. And so when, when we got the call to come here, we were excited to be able to help, to be able to, 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 to strengthen, to inspire, to encourage, um, in any way we can, just to serve, to serve the family here. What a, what a wonderful family. And, and, you know, and, and Michelle and I have learned there are just key things that need to happen. Honestly, we learned them from Jesus. The, the, the turnaround plan is always the plan of Jesus, right? We basically, and, and these are slides from back in January of 2020. So I'm just reminding us what has, what we've been talking about and, and the plan that we've been working. 
Jesus always called everyone to repent, right? Repent for the kingdom of God is near. What is repent? Repent is to change, is to face God, it's to grow, it's to to turn around, to to focus on the Father. Basically, repentance is a turn, right? In Hebrew, it's shuv. In Greek, it's metanoia. Um, it, he called everyone to focus on the kingdom of God, you know, to, to put their focus on that, which is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, righteousness, purity, holiness. I mean, these are all things that we have been talking about. He called everybody to discipleship, to follow him, to be devoted to Jesus, uh, to meet all together. They He pulled them together. The early church met together daily. Why? Just to strengthen each other because they were launching out again. And then they scattered him. There's a time to gather. There's a time to scatter. We pulled everybody together. We asked everybody to, to focus on the region for a while. That doesn't mean that there won't someday be ministries that are strictly downtown, way out in the east, down south, the west, the coast, you know, different parts of it. Absolutely, yes. But when you're turning around and when you're strengthened, you pull together, you know, you, you circle the wagons, you, you, that's, that's why the early church did that. They did that probably at least about five years of, of just being together, strengthening each other daily, being devoted to the apostles' teachings, to prayer, to, you know, all, you, you guys know the scriptures, Acts 2 and Acts 4. Um, he trained everyone. He trained leaders. He trained the apostles. He raised up apostles. He raised up members to be deacons and, and to serve the church. Um, he's, he would send them out to change the world, right? As they would get trained, they'd get sent out. And even when the church didn't want to go out, the Holy Spirit would push them out, you know, and sometimes even call different individuals to get out there and get going. And, and that's a, that's a basic ministry of Jesus. Our plan has been all along, just follow the same plan of Jesus. And we have found this works everywhere we've been to just helping us to be strong, to be healthy, to be happy, to be fruitful as a church. Um, you know, we've, we had talked about early beginning of what we're going to focus on building up, a, being a church or a ministry, seven healthy keys to, or seven keys to a healthy church, which were great worship, community service. You know, we had great worship. We right away, the keys rolled up their sleeves and started working on our worship. And then of course the pandemic hit. So, you know, we were able to record some, some worship, but we still got a long ways to go. The pandemic definitely slowed us down on that. Um, community service, you know, that t- pretty much put that to a halt, but we've already started moving forward. And I appreciate so much um, the team. We have a team of community service team that's putting together events. With Lord willing, we'll have an event every month, if Lord willing and pandemic allowing, right? Um we talked about being mission-minded. We discussed our missions and we reset our goals and where we're going to serve and what we're going to do. We talked about being next generation oriented, about raising up new leaders and raising up particularly new staff. We need younger ministers and evangelists, strong small groups, um, which is probably one of the areas, that, honestly, we've been held back the most because we haven't been able to spend time together in training. We've had a few meetings in at the beginning and then that was it, which has been a, a, a major challenge. This year, we're going to focus on ways to get around that to still strengthen our small groups. I think it's honestly a major weakness of ours right now. Uh, strong Spanish ministry, you know, again, same thing. Pandemic has absolutely affected slowdown. We have heroes. Gabriel and Letty have just done a fantastic job holding things together. They're amazing. And thank God for them. Um, and an effective internet presence, which, 
you know, ironically, we set that as a goal before the pandemic. And of course, that's one of the areas we've exploded because because of the pandemic. It's one of the things we could do. And I'd say we've far ex- exceeded. Um, but overall, we've, you know, the, 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 the overall message or the overall focus has been strengthening our walk with God, having authentic spirituality, which of course, we set goals of being over the next three years, we will focus on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And and so we have been thinking about that. We cast a vision of the kingdom of God. We made a commitment. These are some parts of the plan that we would have a vision for who we would become. And we worked out a vision statement. Uh, we talked about dealing with all the elephants in the room and no sacred cows in the region. And especially among the leaders, we had to work out some issues. Conflict resolution between leaders um, honesty about where we're at. Well, we made a commitment. We're going to be honest always about where are we at and what's going on. And, you know, even, you know, the, in 2021, we reiterated all these plans and called back to metanoia, the kingdom of God, basically the same thing. We, we, this, this slide is from 2021 and this was our list. And this is the things we looked at. We talked a lot about the vision, which I know you can't read on the screen. It's too many words, but just listen to this because this is our vision. It continues to be our vision and we will continue to work towards this. So just take a minute, stop whatever you're doing. Please no multitasking. Don't be doing five other things. Just focus and listen because these are important things. And this vision statement is especially important. A church in love with God, led by Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit, where leadership is humble, spiritual, and strong. A church with great worship, where the members all work, walk with God and are driven by faith and unified by purpose, where mutual respect permeates the fellowship as we help each other get to heaven, where love is supreme and easily seen, felt, and experienced. A church where personal conviction is high and grace is abundant, where renewal and formation is constant and conflicts are resolved spiritually. A church where everyone serves, gives generously, and is fruitful. A church that has a great kingdom kids ministry giving all children hope. A church where there's great dating, great teen, campus, and singles ministries. Where marriages and families can thrive and shine. A church that serves the community and takes care of each other, having no needy among ourselves. A church where our children become Christians and feel proud of this family. A church with strong women's and men's ministries. A church that continually raises up new, young, and older leaders and is able to send out trained leaders to start new churches and new ministries. A church that welcomes everybody from every race and ethnicity and background. A church that is family abundant in faith, fruit, and fun. What a vision. I mean, that's the church I want to be a part of. How about you? And that's the church that I lay down my life for. That's the church that we shed blood for, that we work hard for. Are we there yet? Of course not. I mean, I'm sure as you heard me reading this, you thought, well, we're not that, and we're not that, and we really need to grow in that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what our recovery is. That's what our renewal is. And that's what our that's where we're heading. It's going to take a while to get there because they're deep changes. And how we think, and how 
we walk with God and things and 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 and, and, and but but you know what even that the journey is wonderful you know we have a plan and we're just going to keep working it as we move along you know with the metro plan this was all slides from last January right we talked about the call back to God to repentance we did a sermon series on Jesus we went through the book of Hebrews and we did quiet time packets we let, we sent out memory scriptures we focused on prayer and bible reading uh lots of lessons in the 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 12 months of 2021 we had over 600 lessons or prayer times uh, and a lot of spontaneous spirituality things, which was a great sign that, that people were just getting together and doing stuff. I remember, uh, you know, a prayer night was just set up and, and all of this in the midst of COVID, which is really incredible in the midst of COVID, you know, and soul sisters got up and running and, and weekly soul talks. And, and, and this has been what we've been doing, what we've been up to. Um, we had a call back to God, repentance, right? We started out with, in January, with 12 weeks of spiritual formation. We did a spiritual workshop and leadership spirituality training the first few months. And actually it's continued, but, um, we focused on it the first few months. We did our media outreach with, you know, YouTube had over 1600 subscribers, our YouTube channel. Now it's at 1700, a hundred thousand plus views. Lots of family and friends, Madrid, San Francisco House Church watching, El Mensaje watching our services. So we, we, we integrated with other groups. We helped smaller groups to be strong, to, to help them. Um, we, we, we had Metro Vision Studios up and running. I mean, it was just cranking. We set it up right when the pandemic started. And we've got a top-notch studio. Special thanks to Turnwall for all his hard work to set it up. And Reese uh, continually set up online services and all the work that's been done to keep this going. And now we have very much an online ministry. We have hundreds of people who watch from all over, uh, all over LA, all over. I mean, considering we're less than 400 and there's, and there's 1,700 subscribers, that's a lot of people tuning in. Uh, we had a lot, we dealt with a lot of current issues that came up, right? Squad has done a fantastic job of making top-notch events and so grateful for the Henleys and the work they've done in organizing that, really for the whole team, because I know everybody's worked so hard to make that fantastic. Uh, we did eight lessons on justice and politics and during Sunday services, eight lessons on race and the church, eight lessons on women's role and leadership. Um, we went there, you know, we talked about it. We dealt with things and not that it ends. We're still dealing with things, but, but we opened the box and, and jumped in there. And of course, Metro Vision Studio has been a big part of that. We had partnerships with Turning Point, with North Valley Church, with the Coastal and Mensahe, with Coastal Campus. And we have plans to do some events with the West now. And of course, in missions, we focused on, we decided our focus and we jumped in there and focused on Jamaica and Manila and Tijuana and Beirut and Bakersfield. Those were the cities, you know, Kingston and all these cities that we said, we're going to jump in there, roll up our sleeves and help. Even though we're going through a lot, even though we've had our some pretty major challenges over the past few years, I love this region because we still want to go out there and help others. We still are committed to helping other churches and other places. We haven't allowed our challenges to make us self-focused, and and self-centered we've still kept a, a missions viewpoint you know we had 
Uh, we've, we, we set out the goals of building up the leadership team, of appointing elders, of raising up next-gen leaders and, and getting them on staff, of strengthening the deacons' ministry so that the region would have a team that takes care of the region, not relying on one couple or, or even less, one person, but having a fantastic team to take Metro into the future. And we've had some great progress. We, we, you know, we start out with the, the Sanchez, the Voods, and the Esperantos. They were the ones in training, and, and Michelle and I have jumped in there we're, with the Webbers that were, were training them to be elders. And actually, it's been fantastic. They were actually going to be appointed today. Uh, today was going to be the appointment day, but um, because of the limited ability to meet together. We wanted to have a real special service in the building where families could come and it could be a big celebration. So we decided to go ahead and put it off a few months, not not because of anything with the Sanchez of Uzo, the Esperantos, but only so that we could have more people enjoy it. And in the height of another pandemic outbreak or another rise in, in with the Omicron, not the time to do it, not the time to have a great celebration. They are who they are. They know we love them and we will have, we'll get to that. And of course, we've also had the Henleys and Simmons join into that group. And, you know, and, and we're excited about getting them ready to also be appointed, uh, as elders here in Metro. We've had a time where people could talk to us. A few people have about a couple situations. We've had time to even reconcile some things between them and others. We've had some good reconciliation talks to make sure that we're good to go. If you have anything else, please do it now because we're moving forward here. Um, and then in terms of raising up next-gen leaders, we, we we just started now with January with, with Michelle Esmond. And back in September, we had we we had Casey come on board. And I'm and I gotta tell you, Michelle and I are super excited about them. We're super excited. Uh, Reese and Grace have done a fantastic job just laying a foundation with them. We're excited to build on that foundation and their leadership. I think they're going to be fantastic leaders. I think I love their hearts. They love God. They love the church deeply. They love people. And I'm excited about getting uh, working with the deacons. You know, we really haven't paid any attention to the deacons yet. That's next on the list. That's coming up here. We want to focus on the deacons. That's who set up and ran the church, not from the leadership perspective, but from the who made the church move forward. Who were the who were the ones who made things happen in the early church was the deacons. And so that's a very important group. And I'm super excited about that. And I would also say, you know, here's something new. I'm going to roll the drum, or not roll the drum, uh, play the drums and roll with the drums. I guess it's a drum roll. Uh, is that we hope this year to be able to appoint deaconesses, you know, women deacons. I don't know what the official name's going to be, if it's going to be women deacons or deaconesses, but we really hope to do that uh, this year. So we're really ex- I'm super excited about that. Um, and of course, you know, we just had a great time this year, man. We had, we blew it out with missions, $85,000 in the midst of economic crisis, in the midst of people worrying about their jobs and their future. Our little group still raised $85,000 for the Caribbean, for Lebanon, for the Philippines, for Mexico, for Southwest USA. Man, we're so excited about that. You know, I'm just, I'm so encouraged. It's just it's a testimony to the hearts in this region, in this church. And of course, the many people that were baptized. I mean, how awesome is that? You know, 
baptizing a lot of our kids, baptizing relatives and friends. This is really, you know, this is the fruit of great parenting, great families, and online ministry. You know, I mean, a lot of family members are have been watching online and, and hearts been softening and growing spiritually. And it's just been a great time. And I don't even have all the pictures on there. Unfortunately, I don't have pictures of everybody baptized. Please, if you got a picture of your baptism, please send it to me. I can include it at midweek. Um, but wow, just, I mean, great, great, great victories and great baptisms and great time together. You know, our theme the first year was eyes on Jesus, right? Because we said we're going to focus on the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the first year was eyes fixed on Jesus. Last year was in him, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and really focused a lot on our relationship with God our walk with the Father. And so this year, and you probably already guessed because of the workshop, it's going to be encouraged by the Spirit. That's that's our focus this year. That's our theme this year, uh, taken out of Acts 9.31, where it says, The church in Judea, Galilee, and Samaria now had a time of peace and kept on worshiping the Lord. The church became stronger as the Holy Spirit encouraged and helped and it encouraged it and helped it to grow. Acts 9.31, you know, and I think that's a good description of what's happened with us. You know, we have been very challenged. No doubt about that. We have our challenges. It's been a very challenging time in the world. And, and, and yet we are still being encouraged by the Spirit of God. Even more so this coming year, I want us to grow spiritually stronger, more in tune with the Spirit, you know, and, and continue in our vision for the church. We have a wonderful vision. We have a vision of the church that all of us want to be part of. And obviously that's not going to just happen. That's going to take by all of us rolling up our sleeves and doing the best we can. I know that there's some people that really don't care about the metro region. And I, that that's sad. That's that, that, that hurts my heart because Jesus died for the metro region. This is the very church that Jesus laid down his life for. And I know some people see church just like a, a an organization, like they see the government or they see a club or they see a corporation. That is not how Jesus sees it. Jesus sees it as his family, as his people. It is the holy nation. It is the people of God. It is his children. And and for because he loves us so much, he laid down his life for us. And but he has a great vision, and we want to grab a hold of that vision. And make it happen in 2022. Um, you know, we have our challenges. To be able to persevere and grow through the challenges that that Satan has thrown out there to us. I mean, there's some pretty intense challenges. And, and we have the challenge of connecting with the Spirit that we keep growing. That we don't just settle into being same old, same old on a personal level, which adds up to a congregational level. Uh, and with each other that we continue to connect. I think this has probably been one of the biggest challenges that we have faced is how hard it's been to connect with one another. And because of the pandemic, because of not being able to meet together, because of different reasons. And honestly, I'm going to be really honest. Sometimes it's because of just things we have in our head. You know, well, I don't want to drive that far or I don't want to go to that part of the city. I don't, you know, that kind of stuff that just honestly is really sad, is really sad that, that, that there are people thinking that way when, when I mean, any place we could meet at any time would be fantastic. You know, it's it was I was so encouraged last Saturday we had our spiritual workshop, 
And in that spiritual workshop, there were brothers, lots of brothers and sisters from the Philippines. It was five in the morning, but they were there. There were brothers and sisters from India. And it was, I don't even know what time it was, it was like three in the morning or two in the morning. It was just crazy when we, when we get it, when we understand it, when we're trying to connect with the spirit, we'll do anything. You know, we won't let Satan disconnect us. And that's what he's trying to do. Make no mistake about it. So we want to encourage one another, you know, and be there encouraging one another. We want to be a light to the world and to each other. You know, there's over 45 scriptures in the New Testament, in in the letters especially, but across the New Testament, about one another, helping each other, loving one another, being devoted to one another, serving one another. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Why? Because God is always trying to connect us and Satan is always trying to disconnect us. And that's been a huge challenge. There's a lot of us, a lot of us, which is super encouraging, who've actually gotten stronger spiritually through the pandemic. We've actually become closer to God, more committed to God, more faithful in God. And you can tell and you can see it in people's faces. You can hear it in their sharing. And there's a lot of us that has happened. And then there's some of us who've really gotten beat up by the disconnection. You know, and, and so some are getting stronger and some are getting weaker. This isn't a metro problem, actually. It's a global problem. This is from the Barna uh, Institute who basically keeps tabs on how churches are doing. They said one in three practicing Christians has stopped attending church during COVID-19. That includes online services or midweeks. They're just not going anymore. One in three, that's 30%. And the statistics show it in their research. 33% average church membership loss. Ours isn't that high, but we have lost people. And you've seen it. You've seen people just drift away or... Or, you know, go to what's more convenient or what's easier. And this is by age, you know, among boomers, which is my generation, people in their 50s and 60s, about 25% have stopped attending, um, uh, uh, no, excuse me, uh, yeah, 25, 26% have stopped attending church. Among Generation X, which is late 30s, 40s. 35% have stopped attending church. And among millennials, which is late 20s, late 30s, you know, 20s to 30s, 56% or 50% have stopped attending church. So it averages out to about 33%. Now, again, we're nowhere near that. I think, you know, we, 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 we have people who've left and, you know, I fear that it might be as much as 10%. I don't know. We're, we're still trying to determine that. But part of that is just because we're disconnected. A lot of us are. And not even the majority of the church, but there's enough people that we need to reconnect. So, you know, we're going to talk more about our vision and our plans at midweek. And, you know, what we're going to be trying to do this this coming year. Uh, but I want to close out with this scripture, Hebrews 10. He says, remember those early day, earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. You know, he's reminding the, the, the author is reminding the disciples, when you came into the kingdom, you went through a lot of challenges, lots of challenges. Many of you were persecuted. Many of you had a hard time, even by people you love and your own family sometimes persecuted you. And he says, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. Other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. 
I mean, it was against the law for them to be Christians. They found you guilty. They'd throw you in prison. And because you knew what you yourselves had better, that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. We need to hang on to the confidence that we have as disciples of Jesus, as members of his church, as part of the family of Jesus. And he continues in the very next verse, he says, you need to persevere. In other words, don't be quitters, don't quit, don't walk away, don't shrink back even. He says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. God has a lot of fantastic promises. Promises for where we go after we die, but also promises for great things that can happen in this life now. He says, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And but, and, and, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we, who's we? We is anybody who's doing God's will. We is anybody who's doing God's will in the metro region. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Metro region, you want to know who we are? That's us. <laughs> this is a tough region. It's part of why I love our family here. Full of tough people who've been through a lot. And we cannot allow ourselves to shrink back. Not by deceptions of the world, not by careful scheming and planning of Satan, but we remain faithful by our love and our faith for God. That's who we are. And that's who I'm excited to be part of a family. You know, our 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 spiritual plan, you know, just for the kickoff this month, I'll say this is we've got our we had our spiritual workshop. Hopefully you were able to attend. People who came loved it, had an incredible time. We're going to be launching, uh, we're going to pass out a 40 days of spiritual meditation packets. Scriptures focused on the spirit and being in the spirit of God. And I'll give you, uh, we'll, we'll do it in three forms. We'll, we'll have a link that you can actually just do it right online. We'll have um, a PDF that will be sent out to everybody. And I'll make some hard copies in case you don't have access to the previous two. And we're translating it into Spanish as well. Um, and that's going to be great for 40 days. That's a big challenge because I know, unfortunately, I know a lot of us don't have 40 days of quiet times. We need to practice that. It's only, it's a 20 minute quiet time. It's really, really simple, but I think can be incredibly helpful, but we have to commit to that. So pray about that. Think about that. You make a decision before the Lord. Um, prayer night. We're going to have a prayer night coming up next week and we'll get details of that in the bulletin but that'll be a great time just to pray together kick off the year um we're, we're and and we're really going to focus a lot on spiritual connection i'll go through the details at midweek uh but just ways that it's going to help us to connect spiritually to god and to each other it's kind of like you know it's kind of like um what was the greatest commandment love god with all your heart mind soul and strength and jesus added love one another right to love each other. Okay, so they always go together. And so connecting with the Spirit, we also need to connect with each other because it always goes together. So I close out with this. Um, you know, a midweek, we'll, we'll, we'll go over plans and goals. We're going to talk a little bit about the challenges we're facing, uh, the plans and the goals for this year. Remember this, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith 
and are saved. God bless you wherever you are. God bless you, Metro. Buen Camino. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 